Welcome everyone to the number one Raiders show in the world. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily. This is going to be our preview show here for Monday Night Football Under the Lights Primetime Game Week 1 Raiders versus the Ravens. This will be the first time we actually get to see the Raiders. Since we didn't see in the starters in preseason, let's hope that does not come back and bite the Raiders in the ass. Now, here's the thing about week one. Let's get this right out of the way, right off the bat. Nobody knows who's going to be good this season. It's hard to judge anyone in week one. You can't really base anything off of last season I mean, look at the Raiders. They have a completely new defense. The Ravens are not going out there and throwing the ball, you know, against Eric Harris and Jeff Heath and whoever was out there last season. They, you know, terrible players, terrible terrible coaching. Paul Gunther is not the coach. Thank God. I think he works at Staples now. Good. Um, you know, they got a real coach in there and Gus Bradley. And I'm going to tell you why that might be a good thing if you are a Las Vegas Raiders fan. First of all, let's look at this matchup. Like I said, I'm not going to give any predictions because it's week one. We don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose. I think it's important to start off the season 1-0. and But that does not really mean you're going to end up being some kind of Super Bowl team. I mean, I believe the Raiders have started 1-0 since Gruden got there, I believe, anyways. The Ravens have started 1-0 since 2016. So, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But, it is a... You don't want to start off the season 0-1. Nobody does, right? But, this is going to be a tough challenge for the Raiders. There's no button. There's no doubt about it. The Ravens are one of the top, you know, 10, maybe 5 teams in the NFL. They have Lamar Jackson, who is explosive. He just doesn't show up in the playoffs, apparently. But during the regular season, he is explosive. He is hard to stop. The good news going for the Raiders and that unknown defense, which we'll talk about in a second, is the Ravens have a lot of injuries. A ton of injuries. Guys they thought they would have for week one to go up against the Raiders they simply do not have. For example, they do not have J.K. Dobbins. You're not going to see them. Then they lose their other running back and Justice Hill. So they got a lot of injuries up there. A lot of injuries in Baltimore. And that's a good thing for the Raiders. And just like the Raiders, by the way, they have new guys on the offensive line. That could either help the Raiders... Or maybe those guys are just as good and it makes no difference. But what I can tell you is the Raiders are going in there with pretty much an all-new defensive line. They got a lot of guys in the middle that, to be honest, I don't know much about. We don't know how these guys are going to perform. That's the area I am a little bit concerned about. I'm also concerned with the secondary. Why? Why would I be concerned with, uh, let's say, Trayvon Morig? Well, the reason why is, I mean, the guy's never played an NFL game yet. This will be his first NFL game. And the speed of the game from college to the pros is very different. Very different. 
I mean, it takes a little time to adjust to that. So hopefully, he, there's some players, some rookies come right in and they ball out. Some take a year. Look at Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs last season, he had the speed, but what he did not have is the ability to get off the line of scrimmage quick and fast. But now that he's a little bit bigger, he's stronger, his push-off might be a lot better to get off that line of scrimmage, and maybe Derek Carr does not overthrow him on those big go routes. They've been working out in the offseason, trying to build up some chemistry. Hopefully that pays off. Don't forget about Brian Edwards. I know I've been saying his name a thousand times in these shows, but I think he will be the Raiders' best wide receiver. Also, let's not forget, I mean, he's still on the team, Willie Sneed. Remember, he spent his pretty much his career in Baltimore. Uh, he's been there forever. Now he gets to go up against Baltimore. Maybe he's going to want to shove it in their face that they should have re-signed Willie Sneed, and this guy has a big game. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I doubt it, but anything can happen. We don't know what's going to happen in week one. Nobody does. If they tell you they do, they are lying. There are a lot of people out there that think they know things that they don't know because they don't know football. They're really good at writing. They're really good at punctuation. But if I put them right here in front of me and I put the television on, and we watched some game film together, I guarantee you they wouldn't know what they were watching. I mean, these are reporters that think they're better than you because they're at practice watching it. Meanwhile, they're telling you Tanner Muse is going to be starting at linebacker. Guess what? I've been telling you for how long this guy's not starting at linebacker. He's probably not even going to be on the defense. And if he was going to be on defense, it was probably maybe two or three plays a game at the most. But the Raiders were never sold on Tanner Muse. They drafted him. Then he got injured. Then when they got to see him, they said, you know, he's not that great. He's never been that great. Yet, propaganda will tell you, oh no, he's going to be starting. The Raiders have released Tanner Muse. The guy was a glorified special teams player. That's all he was going to be. That is the reality. Another draft bust for the Las Vegas Raiders. And those are starting to add up, by the way. And that is getting annoying. I mean, the Raiders, let's face it here, they could have fixed their whole linebacker issues a long time ago. You know, they didn't have to draft Clinton Farrell, who, by the way, I mean, that guy's pretty much a backup. If this guy doesn't have a good season this year, chalk him up, another bust. So, I mean, that's not good. That is not good. But what the Raiders did do this offseason... They went out and they grabbed the best linebackers they possibly could get. They land K.J. Wright, a guy who, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I know this for a fact, did not want to go to the Raiders. He wanted to stay with Seattle, but Seattle did not match the offer the Raiders made, so he took the offer for the, the most money. Hopefully this is not a Warren Sapp. Hopefully this is not a Warren Sapp move where this, you know, you know, you know the Warren Sapp story when we went to the Raiders. He didn't care. He collected a check. Told other players, "Don't care about who, you know. Don't, don't be out there worrying about winning. Just collect a check and hang out." Hopefully, that's not KJ Wright's character. Hopefully, he comes in and hopefully he still got some juice left in him. Because if you look at that linebacker group, 
they are so much better on paper than they have been in years. You have KJ Wright. You have Denzel Perryman. You have these guys that already know what Gus Bradley wants to do. In return, that could help out the Raiders, especially in this game, a lot. A lot. Now, let me take you back to the 2018 wildcard game. It was the Chargers versus the Ravens. And Gus Bradley, what he was, what he did in this game, pretty much, is play a ton of cover two. He played a lot of under, but then he played a lot of cover two. And that really drove Lamar Jackson nuts. The guy had nowhere to run. Remember, you don't want him running vertically. You want to run horizontally, side to side. You don't want him beating you for first downs with his feet. And that's what the cover two did. They sent their DBs back. He had nowhere to throw the ball. And then you have guys like, you know, uh, you know, the Chargers had Joey Bosa. In this case, we have guys like Max Crosby, Yannick Nagakwe. Hopefully those guys shred a block, boom, and get Jackson down on the ground for a sack. This game, in my opinion, is going to come down to a few things. A few things. A handful of things. First of all, can the Raiders run the football off this Ravens defensive line, which is a very good defensive line, by the way. They're good against the run, really good against the run. They have a great defensive line. Can Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake go through that defensive line and pick up first downs on the ground? If they can do that and move the chains just by running the football, the Raiders should have some success here. Remember, Derek Carr is not going to be asked to do that much in this game. He's got to be very careful. The Ravens have some very good players in the secondary. You know, they have Marcus Peters. They have, uh, you know, uh, Marlon Humphreys. They have a lot of good guys back there in the secondary. Derek Carr needs to protect the football because another big factor in this game, in my opinion, will be turnover, something the Raiders' defense could not do last season. They have to figure a way to get some turnovers in this game, and they have to avoid turning the ball over themselves. That will be huge because if the Raiders can run the ball, they can keep Lamar Jackson on the sidelines, they can dictate the pretty much the time of possession of this game, they can walk out of their winners. Now, I'm pretty sure the over-under for this game is 51. If this, if the Raiders are running the football, they have a chance to win this game, you know, 21 to 10, if you can run the football well. But again, then it goes back to the Raiders' passing game and the Raiders' new offensive line. Remember, there is no more Rodney Hudson. There is no more Gabe Jackson. There is no more uh, Fruit Loop eating uh, Trent Brown. He is gone eating Fruit uh, fruit by the foot somewhere, or oh, New England, sorry, uh, right in my backyard over there. So that's where Trent Brown is. He's playing somewhere where he cares about, and he didn't give a shit when he played with the Raiders. He's like a Warren Sapp. So here we are, a new offensive line for the Raiders. Can these guys be as good or better than what the Raiders had last season? Now let's Everyone liked Rodney Hudson, obviously. 
people like Gabe Jackson, people like Trent Brown. But let's be honest here. Those guys did not pass protect or open up holes in a running game good at all last season. I mean, go back and watch the Buffalo game, the Atlanta game. Derek Carr was getting sacked almost every single play. There was some bad, bad, bad blocking last season. Hopefully these guys are more athletic. It'll help in the zone blocking scheme with Drake and Jacobs and even Alec Engold. And the Raiders can show the world, these guys, you know, Andre James, all these new guys, that they are the future Raiders offensive line. That is the hope there because they have a big task ahead of them. But if they can somehow protect Derek Carr, give him enough time to get the ball to Brian Edwards, to get you know a go route to Henry Ruggs and, and uh, Hunter Renfro on third downs and maybe a Willie Sneed pass here and there, the Raiders will be successful. But like I said, they cannot turn the ball over and they must have a solid running game to defeat the Ravens. Prime time, Las Vegas, all eyes on the Raiders. This is a game the Raiders can't lose. Yes, the Ravens are a very good team, but guess what? It's time we start talking like the Raiders are in that category. I don't care what their record was last season. That was last season. That is in the past. That is over. It is gone. This is a different team. And we have a quarterback in Derek Carr who is pretty much facing his last season unless he is successful. So we need Derek Carr not to have no mental errors. We need Derek Carr to step up here and take control over this team. If there's a bad call by John Gruden, he needs to come in and audible out of it because it's not going to work. He needs more command at the line. He needs to figure out how to get the ball moving, and he definitely, definitely needs to learn how to pick up first downs. That will be the biggest key in this game, picking up the first down, moving the chains, and if they can do that, once you get in the red zone, here's the big one, guys. You must score. Last season, the Raiders were terrible in the red zone. We all know that. This season, that has to end. That's why they paid Kenyon Drake so much money. They have Alec Ingle. They have Marcus uh, Mariota, who's going to be in different types of packages. You'll probably see him, I would probably say, once a game. Maybe not week one, uh, but you're going to see him. John Gruden has to be more creative in the red zone. There's no doubt about it. He has to. He has to get the ball in. He has to get a touchdown. They, if Daniel Carlson's out there kicking field goals and, you know, Three times in a row, they're in the red zone, they settle for three. It's going to be a long night for the Raiders. That's just that's just the way it is. So I hope that's not what's going to happen here. I hope we see a high-octane offense, which we should, by the way, because they have a lot, a lot of players, a lot of playmakers. So I, I expect big things out of this team. Now, like I said, with no preseason reps, with... None of that. Will this team come out flat? That is my biggest worry right there. That they come out and they just, you know, even in preseason, you see guys, you know, overthrow balls, throw stupid interceptions, starters, you know, you would see in the past because they, you know, they've been rusty. You got to remember, 
training camp and practice, it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like they're hitting each other. That doesn't happen anymore in training camp. You know, you can't touch the quarterback. You you, you can't do any of those type of things. So this is going to be huge for the Raiders. I personally think they have enough weapons on that offense. If that old line can hold up, the Raiders will be able to score points and pretty much outscore anyone in the NFL if everything goes according to plan. But it's time the Raiders start winning, and it's time they set the tone. They have to set the tone for this season. They open up this season in Las Vegas with fans in attendance. This is a lot different than last season. I know they won their home opener last year, but come on. we don't. Does anyone really consider that a home opener when there's no one there? This is the real ho- home opener. This is the real game. Fans will be there. The world will be watching. John Gruden and the Raiders cannot afford to go out there and get embarrassed in Las Vegas in week one. It's not a good look, first of all. Especially when you're trying to sell tickets and trying to get people to go down to Vegas and get hotel rooms. If you're a Raiders fan, you can't. You you don't want that look. The Raiders need to go out there and establish a game plan, run the ball, move the chains, and they can do that. And like I said, Gus Bradley has had success against Lamar Jackson. Like I, I encourage everyone, go back and watch a 2018 wild card game. Chargers versus the Ravens. You'll see what Gus Bradley was doing on defense. What he was calling out there. He was playing a lot of cover two. Which, And when I go back and look at other teams that have played cover two, Lamar Jackson does have that problem. Because when he tries to roll out to the right, it seems like there's always a linebacker or maybe a defensive end right there. They, You try to... And you just try sending all the DBs back so he doesn't have a lot of options. So then he has to run. And if you have a spy on him who's fast enough, you can limit his big runs. Now, he's always going to run for a first down here and there. But you can't have Lamar Jackson run for 300 yards off you or you're going to lose. And looking at this game, you know, he's going to be running a lot, especially losing all his running backs who are injured. But one running back that I've been noticing on when I've been re-watching all the film, college film and preseason and things like that, is this running back, the the Ravens have Williams. This guy could be really good. I mean, he's pretty fast. This is I get nervous with the Raiders in the run game. Last season, I think they were kind of lucky more teams didn't run the ball off them. At the start of the season, mm-hmm. teams threw it a lot more than they passed it. And, you know, then at the end of the season team started running the ball a lot more and you notice that oh yeah this team can't stop their run new england showed it a little bit to the rest of the world if you remember the raiders couldn't even tackle rex burkhead but remember that's a different team eric harris jeff heath those guys are gone now we we still have Corey littleton but he's back he's in gus bradley's system hopefully hopefully that can revamp Corey Littleton's career because right now it's not looking good. This guy needs to pay all you guys back. All the money the Raiders paid him, he needs to put that on the field. He really does because I am so sick and tired of these people making millions of dollars and then going out there not doing nothing. 
I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You get paid that much money, you got to do your job. So it's going to be big for Corey Littleton. We'll see what if hopefully KJ Wright still has gas in the tank. Hopefully he's still that good of a linebacker. And, you know, you got the Raiders got better linebackers than they had in a long time. A long time. They abandoned that position for years. And then, of course, you know, you got Denzel Perryman. Denzel Perryman, if he can stay healthy, he will help out this team a lot. In fact, he'll help out against Lamar Jackson a lot in this game. Uh, so that will be the keys to winning this game. It's going to be a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't make predictions on the first week of the season because that's dumb. Nobody knows how good a team is yet. It, it's dumb. We don't really know till week three. That's really the reality here. Week one, nobody knows. How many upsets do you see in week one? I just don't want the Raiders to lose week one. i rather see them upset the Ravens, get off to a good, you know, a good start here because they have a tough schedule. So if they can take out the Ravens, that's one tough team on that schedule. They can wipe away and put a W right next to it. And I do think they have the playmakers. And it does come, you know, at a pretty good time where a lot of these Ravens players are banged up. And like I said, just like the Raiders, the Ravens still have the same advantage here. The Ravens are playing with a lot of new offensive linemen. Will that be shaky for Lamar Jackson? You know, especially for a scrambling quarterback. Sometimes with a new offensive line, a new center, and all that, sometimes, you know, that could turn into a disaster. It's not like he's just a pocket quarterback like Derek Carr who can just, you know, go in shotgun or underneath center and just throw the football, get the ball out of his hands really fast. That's what John Gruden wants Derek Carr to do. Lamar Jackson likes to run around a lot. So hopefully the Raiders with all, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby, like I said, a little worried about the other guys on the team, on a defensive line, like a Salomon Thomas, like a Quentin Jefferson, Jonathan Hankins, all those guys. Little worried about them getting into the backfield and doing anything. I mean, we we got Clinton Farrell, who who has let's face it, has been a bust. Um, Tanner Muse, he's gone. Like I said, he was a bust. The Raiders need guys to get after the quarterback. They need to create turnovers in this game. They need to create turnovers, control the time of possession. Like I said, they have Kenyon Drake and they have Josh Jacobs. These guys alone. And they sign this Barber guy, which I don't know what, how much impact he'll have in this game, how much he'll play in this game. But you have Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. That alone should be able to move the chains. And, you know, these guys should be able to get some big yardage. Hopefully the Raiders offensive line is ready for this task. They're going up against a very good defensive line. I think the Raiders can do it, if I'm being honest here. I really truly believe they can pull this off. On paper, I think the talent they have can they can upset the Ravens. The Ravens are four and a half point under uh favorite right now. Raiders are underdog at home. I think the Raiders can do it. Remember, they beat the Saints last year in Las Vegas. It was supposed to be the home opener like I mentioned earlier, but no one was there. Big upset. I could see the same thing happening this time. With the fans rocking, it's the first homecoming game. 
Baltimore Ravens are a little, you know, looking around like, wow, you know, you know, they haven't been in the stadium. And the Raiders are kind of used to seeing the stadium already. You know, maybe get the, the Ravens shell-shocked. <laughs> and the Raiders take advantage of that. That's the only way I think the Raiders stand a chance. No mental errors. Not turning the ball over. No fumbles. A lot of cover, too, because I know Lamar Jackson hates it. Can't stand it. Gus Bradley's going to have to do a lot of that. You, you, he doesn't blitz a lot anyways, Gus Bradley. But when he's in a 4-3 set, those guys, those defense linemen, they have to win their one-on-one -on -one battles and get into the backfield. Make Lamar Jackson throw the ball before he wants to. Remember, he's missing you know, a, few, uh, a couple wide receivers here for injuries. We'll see how it all unfolds here. But he's definitely missing... One one wide receiver. He doesn't have J.K. Dobbs. Doesn't have his running backs that he thought he would have for the season. They're trying out guys right now, which will be probably too late when they play the Raiders. So the Raiders must capitalize on all this, and I think they can, guys. But we shall see if Derek Carr can remain. You know, no interceptions, no fumbles. If the offensive line can hold up, open up holes for the running game, and the defense can do just enough. We don't need them to be, you know, the the old Baltimore Ravens defense of 2000 or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense of 2002. They don't need that. The Raiders don't even need to be that great on defense. They just need to be good on defense. Just good. Because last year, they were dog shit. They were one of the... They, they are. They are probably the worst defense I've ever watched in my life. And I'm not even... When I say that, people think I'm joking. I'm not. I've never seen another team just able to run down another team's throat at will and throw it in the middle of the field anytime they want. So we need guys to step up in this game against Baltimore. I'm looking at you, uh, Amik Robertson, Damon Arnett, uh, Mo Trayvon Mullen, even Casey Hayward. Prove it to me you still have it. Or are you washed up? These are questions we need answers to. We need answers. Is this two-headed monster of Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs going to work? Or is this O-line simply not good enough and these guys aren't going to be able to gain a yard? Last season, with Rodney Hudson, with uh, all those guys... They were not opening up holes, and that's why the Raiders moved on from those guys. Now, the Raiders do have a good track record of knowing when an offensive line man, uh, guy, you know, he's pretty much at the end of his road there and injury prone. Last year, Rodney Hudson didn't practice that much, wasn't out there, so they moved on. Remember, they did this with Kletchio Simile, and Raider fans had a, a fit. They couldn't believe the Raiders did it. What happened to Fox? Once they did it, he goes to the Jets, he gets injured, he's done. The Raiders already seen the writing on the wall there. They knew that was going to happen. They knew his body was breaking down. I think they see the same thing in Rodney Hudson, not to mention they've been grooming Andre Dreams for this big moment to take over the starting center position. Now he has to prove it. He's going to be the Raiders center for years to come. So... Here we go, guys. Monday Night Football. Primetime game. 
all eyes will be on the Raiders and Las Vegas. Will they make you all proud? Or we or will we see the Raiders just look like crap and know that this offseason's gonna be very, very interesting because a lot of people are gonna be changing. I hope not. Because for me personally, covering this team, watching all of the the replays of the game and doing all of this work, going through each player, seeing which player's good, what player sucks. That's how I knew Tanner Muse wasn't making the team because I know football and I'm not just a writer who's good at punctuation and grammar. I actually know the game of football. So, sure, you can write articles. Congratulations! But you don't have any football IQ. So, anyways, I'm sick of losing. I don't know about you guys. So I want this team to start winning. And this is it. I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but this is it for Derek Carr. I mean, he has to put up or shut up. Uh, he, he's got to stop listening to all the negative noise. Stop worrying about it. The top quarterbacks don't care. You think Tom Brady cares what anyone thinks about him? You think he goes around, I'm mad because some guy on Twitter said I suck. No, he doesn't give a shit. He cares about winning Super Bowls. That's what he cares about. That's what Derek Carr's got to start caring about. He didn't get an extension. The Raiders are saying, here you go. This is your year. Now, I don't think there's anyone, even if people have a problem with Derek Carr or whatever, or the way he acts. At the end of the day, they're a Raider fan. When they're watching the game, they want Derek Carr to succeed. They want him to win. I want the guy to win. So, here we go. This is it, guys. Can Derek Carr live up to that contract he signed, bring this team to the playoffs, make this team relevant once again? Because me, I can speak for myself, and I probably can speak for the real Raider fans out there. I am sick and tired of this team losing every single year. And winning eight games and going 500, you know what that means? That means you just suck. You lost eight games. That means you're terrible. Going 500 is nothing to root about. I mean, I mean, come on. There was no point of them even winning that last game in Denver. They're better off losing. Get a better draft pick, even though they can't draft anyways, it seems. Trade all your draft picks and go out and get stars that are already made. I think that's what John Gruden is best at doing, by the way. And I'm being serious when I say that. I mean, look what he did with the linebacker group. He went and built an all-stars of linebackers. If these guys still have it in them, like I said, they could have the best linebacker group, not only in the AFC West, but in the entire NFL. If all of those guys can play up to the level, their peak level, that they've ever played at, they have something really special there. Concerns about the middle defensive line? I hope Yank Nagakwe still got it. Hope he's a monster. Hope Max Crosby has a really great season this year. Gets over 10 sacks. And I hope the secondary can hold up. And if with the cover two defense, I believe the Raiders will have a chance at least to slow down Lamar Jackson. Maybe get some sacks. Make him throw a football he does not want to throw into a crowded room. And someone gets a pick because the Raiders are going to need turnovers to win this game. 
They're going to need to run the football very well, control the time of possession, slow the game down, and then once you do that, that's when you go for your go route with Henry Ruggs. He's been a lot better, by the way, a lot stronger off getting off the line. That was his problem last year. A lot of people have seen Derek Carr overthrow the football. They immediately blamed Derek Carr. I Half of those were not even Derek Carr's fault. Henry Ruggs should have been there. He just didn't get there fast enough. I don't think we're going to have a problem this season with that. I think a lot of people, people are underestimating how good these Raider wide receivers really are. Monday Night Football, they have a chance to prove just that. We shall see everyone. I will talk to you guys after the game for another one of these shows. And of course, the Just Win Show. The the biggest, hottest Raiders debate show on earth will be free for the next three or four episodes after that. The only way to hear it is to pay 99 cents an episode. It's well worth it because it's the best Raiders debate show anywhere. Uh, anywhere online, anywhere in the universe. That's a fact. That's a fact of life. So, make sure to tune into that. You can listen to the episode we just did a few days ago. It's right on the page, on the YouTube page. This will be uploaded everywhere. Spotify, all those places. And I'll even put it on YouTube for you guys. Alright everyone, my name is Stephen Michaels. Let's get a win Monday night for the Las Vegas Raiders. Home opener. 2021 season. Let's start this off with a W because the only thing I care about is winning. This is the Raiders Daily Podcast.